There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Bradley has been watching The Last of Us on HBO Max. I'm not alone. You're watching too. Yes, and it's a new apocalyptic show. Uh, it's based on a highly popular video game franchise that both Mike and I have played. Well, he's only played one. No spoilers, even yes. though yeah. it's already been spoiled for Mike. But don't spoil it for me, please. Anyway. So what are you thinking? Last night, it's okay. on HBO Max yeah. on Sundays. Episode two. And again, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I wanted to come to the two of you as people who've played the game, mm-hmm. parts of it, if not all. And the same goes for like listeners out there. Send us you know, tweets, email, give us a call, 651-641-1071 if you have thoughts and feelings, no spoilers. Please don't call Mike and tell him things because somebody already did that and didn't yeah. realize they were spoiling the second yeah, no. game. So. Like I said, no spoilers. No, 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 The question that I had for those of you who've played the game, and this was brought home to me singularly last night during the second episode because the discussion, there's always a discussion after the episode, um, like with the director and the people and the actors, And the conversation after last night's episode was around the differences between the game and the TV show. And now what I keep reminding myself is like, oh, you guys have played the game, Mm. but you've not seen the show. So even though you think you know what's going to happen based on last night's episode, that's not always the case. And there were things that happened in last night's episode. Again, I'm not going to say what. Because I even heard Lori out there saying she hadn't watched it yet because she was at a party last night. Of course, so if you're looking she, and for the a, fact that she's watching The Last of Us, I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, Lori and going to parties. Well, I mean, I don't want to go to a party. No, anymore. we're not doing that. But so I, you know, I, I, it, we don't need to spoil it to have the conversation. How do you feel watching something, or what's the experience like when you see something on the screen that you're like? Oh, that's not what happens in the game. Like, wh- how does that hit you? Dawn, I'll start with you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it made me feel there was something in particular that happened that made me feel a little weird because I was like, what? what is that? Can we just say the char- a character story arc was different last night in the movie than it was on the game? Is that what you're referencing? Uh, no. Oh, okay. But, All right. I yes. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, I think that the structure of the story is still there, so it doesn't bother me. Like, if they needed that person to do that, yeah, to be in a certain place, 
then that's okay. So for this, because it it's it's still it's necessary for the story to move forward the yeah. way it does. But you're not like sitting on the sitting in your room going, "Oh, come on, that's not the way it's supposed to happen." Because people get very protective oh, I, of their I, stories. Yeah, I'm sure that the gamers are mad. I don't think that this is a normal. Like my attitude is not what how it's going to be received. Mike, do you have a gamer's attitude, or more, are you more like Don? No, I think for the betterment of the story, and if you truly enjoy the story and you want the story to be out there, the amount of people that have played the game, that it's a lot of people, don't get me wrong, there's yeah. a large amount of people that have played the game. The amount of people that are watching this on HBO Max is far higher than that. So yeah. I have no problem if they take slight changes to make it more approachable for the general public. I have no problem with that. Well, and there's also things that they just can't do on TV that they could do in the game. Sure. So, And I don't think this is a spoiler, but like, okay, so for those of you who have not watched The Last of Us, there's only two episodes, so like you're not that far behind. This is, as Dawn said, a post-apocalyptic story. It essentially is like kind of like uh, like mushroom zombies. Just yeah, think of it's it as a mushroom zombie zombies. apocalypse, pretty much. That comes from fungus. And the spores are apparently a way that the disease or, you know, the mushroom zombies can duplicate, replicate, etc. Mm-hmm. in the game. But on TV, that really doesn't work because, like, you, if things can just float through the air, it, the story... It's harder to tell that story on screen, at least according to um, last night's right, discussion. Right, you can't see that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they created this like other way to do that where they have like bits, which also was rooted in science. And you can just tell they cared way too much and in a good way about the storytelling and making mm-hmm. sure that it's connected to even if it's not real, it's there's some logic, right? And yeah. so they created this other way to sort of you know, connect the dots in, exactly in this particular case. And I just thought like, oh, I wonder what that feels like. As somebody, for example, who feels particularly attached to Lord of the Rings, say, when I saw think Peter Jackson's movies, you know, there were parts where I was like, well, that person didn't exist. Mm-hmm. So why did they make that person exist? Mm-hmm. But then you realize, oh, the mechanics it's easier of to a tell story, a story, a visual story, in two hours versus reading, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of pages. Also, you have to remember that this isn't just watching an anim- a highly, just wonderful looking animated film. When you're playing a game, there's a lot of gameplay involved. You know what I mean? Like there are there is a lot of killing of zombies that yeah. you can't just have. Like okay, the next two episodes is just them making it. Through this area, killing zombies. Yeah, because otherwise the whole show is just... You can... I will say we're only two episodes in, but I can totally tell how this is a game, right? Because just like every episode to me seems like a like we're playing a game. Uh-huh. like Or I can see the game as it's happening on the screen or what they would likely be doing mm-hmm. in the sense that like like last night's episode was getting from point A to point B. That mm-hmm. sounds like a very, very much like a game plot or device, right? And that takes a long time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, right? It's not going to take a nice talk 45 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how are you guys? Well, Mike, you haven't seen it yet, but how did you feel after last night's episode? Are you still on board? Are you still oh, enjoying Last of Us? I love it. Last I think it's doing a great job. Um, yeah, because there's things that need to happen now in order for what I know is coming to happen. Yeah. To happen. Um, Bonds to form. Say that again? Bonds between people to form. Got it. 
Here. So you need to remove some things to make that happen. Okay. She's being very cagey. Am I being, <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm not, I, I hate spoilers. Yeah, so. no, I mean, a great job. okay, all right. I, I don't feel like this. I have any idea what you're talking about, but I understand okay. what you're saying. Um, I will also say I can now not go to sleep. Really? Without thinking that there's a zombie behind me. Really? Because it's Sunday night before I go to bed. I'm literally, I watched the the tail end of the episode and a little bit afterward with the filmmakers um, in my bed, like on my phone. And I was like, <laughs> this is the worst thing for me to do because I'm in the dark. And when I roll over, I think there's a mushroom zombie right behind me God. with a big old toadstool on his head, <laughs> right. which I was not prepared for. Spoiler alert. There's people with toadstools on their heads. Basically. Yeah. I mean, their face becomes like a big fungus. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a really it's like, cool new zombie, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's certainly unlike anything I've seen before and equally scary. Did you know that they got actual fans from the game to play the, uh, they're called clickers or runners, the mm-hmm. different types of zombies. They got them to actually play those roles because they knew how the clickers and the runners move. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. See, I haven't been watching the ending part because we don't want anything spoiled. Yeah, there's the no spoilers. Episode. Oh, they just tell you how the episode No, they made? Ta- They refer back to the episode you just watched. Oh, they're not going to give any previews about no. what's coming up? No, because oh, okay. I don't like to do that. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, either. I'm the same way. Yeah. Uh, all right, that was The Last of Us. It's on HBO plus, uh, Max. I almost said Plus because everything's Plus been, these yeah, days. Yeah, there's only been two, so if you want to check it out, I highly recommend oh, it. Oh, yeah. Also, it's just creepily, terrifyingly... Totally, like the beginning of the episode last night referred back to like right before this all began or right as it was all beginning and mm. how that went down. And man, oh, I was so like, that's so realistic and I terrible. Oh, okay, when we come back, Dawn has a story about a pooping unicorn. <laughs> She's going to share it with us when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hey, kids love to talk about poop and pee. It's just a fact, okay? It's a fact of life. Um, They think it's hilarious. And if you just, I mean, anyone up to the, I mean, anybody who is like under the age of 12. 50. Oh, 50. Okay. Sorry, Um, I, I like a good. Yeah, a good fart sound. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. So there are these um, unicorns that are called Poopsie Slime Surprise. (laughs) What are you saying right now? (laughs) Just look at what is a Poopsie Poopsie Slime slime Surprise other than something that you hope never happens to you. Okay, so it's like (laughs) you know slime that kids can make. Sure, they've got those products. Yeah, but they also have these unicorns. Of course they do. I don't know what this means. Can I click on this? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So they have all of these. They have unicorns. And they So what is a poop? Do they poop? They actually poop? I think that they make like little glittery slime poop. What? Yeah. So these are toys. Yeah, it's toys. Poop toys. So it's like a glittery unicorn. Um... And they have names like they're put out by Bratz. Okay, it's oh, like, sure. the Bratz like the Bratz doll dolls. family, right? So <clears throat> the Black Eyed Peas are mad at them. What? Okay, so the Black Eyed Peas record label is mad at them because they own seventy five percent of the music rights to songs, including My Humps. Okay, 
Okay, so the record label is mad at what? They're mad at Poopsie Slime Surprise because they did a music video oh. that's called My Poops, and it sounds just <laughs> like my humps. And no. so let's just go ahead and play it so we understand. And Mike, I have the whole song in there, so anytime you feel like ending it, if you're really jamming out on it, play the whole I thing. Say, I don't think I'm ever going to end this. Okay. saying that uh, the music label attached yeah. to the Black Eyed Peas is not happy with my poops. No, they say it's a complete ripoff. They did not get but permission it's a parody. to do this. They don't need permission, am I right? I think they do. Okay? Why? Well, because if you... They had multiple... I mean, have they met Weird Al? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, they did a cease and desist multiple times okay. to... About my poops. Um <laughs> Poopsie Slime Surprise obviously doesn't give two rips. Okay, so there's a music Uh video that goes along with it as well. And also in the lawsuit, they're they're suing for ten million, I think. Okay. In the lawsuit, they say that the lead unicorn looks a lot like Fergie, also. Which it's a unicorn. Like you are talking about a unicorn that looks like Fergie? That's part of it. Like, uh, the unicorn looks too much like Fergie. Yeah, so no, that's... This it's is, a unicorn. This Let's is just not how put this that works. aside, okay? Okay. So, you know, they're suing. And guess who gets to listen to this? Like in the Supreme a, in court. court. The Supreme Court of is the going United to be listening. Yes. Oh, my God. It's going to so, be listening to my poops. And I just want to see if any of them smile or if they have to do completely blank faces and just. Oh, I'm um, sure they'll be like head bobbing. I mean, you can't. Let's listen to I a little bit it. more. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. Like, I was watching the music video right of now. Of course trying to see really it. really cute. Yeah, I, I don't see any. It's a, it's a unicorn, like you said. I don't. They're making money, though. I guess. So, 
I'm going to start singing that on my way to the bathroom. I know. I'm going to get loopy off my poopy. Yeah. <laughs> my dance my poops, my poops. It's genius. It's brilliant. I don't understand they all look business the law enough to know if this is actually running afoul of the actual artist's license of or the company's license of this music. But I, I still... I can't imagine why they can't just do a parody of my humps. Advertisements do this all the time. I know. I mean, this is... Has the company offered to pay them? Advertisements do it all the time. This is like... This is... There must be a show and... Because this is a full music video. Well, but the company that makes the toys, I'm sure they put this all together. And you'd Absolutely. think that they, their legal department would have paid like a dumb fee to, I They don't know. didn't, though. That's the thing. You know, songs that are like, uh-oh, that sounds too much like this. And then it goes to court and it's all about So they don't have like a down. response or they don't have a defense that they're claiming. I mean, it's so obviously the- a parody of My Humps. And they have the cutest little moves, these unicorns. I mean, it's adorable. I would want to play with these toys, but they're saying, listen, you're completely ripping off my humps and you can't do that without giving us a cut or cease and desist. Stop doing it. Okay. Uh, also, you said this is going to the Supreme Court. Yeah. When, when are we going to hear this? <laughs> I don't Supreme know. Court? I wish we, there was a live, like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Well, the Supreme we Court, when they're in session, there should be like a live stream. Is there? I'm pretty sure, yeah, when they hear cases. Oh, my gosh. I had no idea that yeah. you could listen to things like that. Well, oh, yeah. I'll dig into it. We'll go to it live. Oh, yeah. We're going to take Maybe this. Maybe one of the unicorns will live. have to testify, you know? <laughs> I don't understand why they couldn't just come to some sort of agreement like, hey, you've made a lot of money off my humps. Uh, and they're like, okay, sure, here's money. Because I would imagine it would be far less than whatever legal wrangling costs are going to be. Absolutely. Now, I also want to mention that one of the hottest things to do is to have like LOL surprise. Oh yeah. Is, um, you know, you don't know what the doll is actually you do. If you're a super collector, like two of my adult male friends who will take a scale into Walmart and weigh it because no. each different doll has a different weight and what you know you what it talking is talking about LOL surprise dolls. I've seen that. Like I, I, my niece, she, I got her some LOL surprise thing for Christmas. They love it. So you're saying it's your so adult popular. friends yes, are going into Walmart. <laughs> Interesting. And well, they like, collect them and they have so hobby. many, like they each have so many. It's, it's so stupid. But anyway, there's something called cutie tootie surprise. <laughs> what? This is the LOL. This is part of the, Poopsie slime surprise. Like you get an, you get twenty five plus slimes, and also a, a doll is inside it. You don't know which one. It says collect twenty five. Oh, it looks like a big turd. Yeah, and so inside a that glitter turd, turd, inside that glitter turd is a unicorn, and you don't know which one it's going to be. This is, this is why parents have weird. to spend more and more and more. Uh, this is like genius. All of these surprise Hoopsie toys. Hoopsie rainbow surprise fantasy friends that spit sparkly slime and toot glitter. Yeah. <laughs> this is just cute. This is like Rainbow Bright and um, My Little Pony mixed together if, with poop. If they pooped. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to see when the Supreme Court has to deal with this issue. We'll bring it to you live here on My Talk. But when we return... We need to go back to, well, the golden age of Hollywood. In fact, before the golden age of Hollywood, the early days of Hollywood, with another mystery from the back lot. Dawn's going to share it with us when we return right here on My Talk 1071. Yeah, we're driving down the freeway. 
My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Happy Monday. It's Bradley and Dawn and my ganger Hi. on the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. We like to talk about old Hollywood on this show, and uh, we call this segment The Backlot. What's going on at The Backlot today, Don? Well, there was a silent film actress in the 1930s. Her name was uh, Thelma Todd, and she mysteriously passed away. Her death was ruled a suicide in the 1930s. Let's go back a little bit and talk about her. She was born in 1906, and she was in movies with, um, let's see, Buster Keaton, the Marx Brothers, if you ever saw Monkey Business, one of their famous movies, Uh, Jimmy Durante, she starred with him as well, Speak Easily, which is kind of funny because it was a silent movie. (laughs) And um, her last role was in The Bohemian Girl in 1936 with Laurel and Hardy, And they had to stop filming because she died uh, during the filming of that movie. Not on set, though. She was under contract with Hal Roach Studios. And um, he, you know, that studio also, just to give, Fatty Arbuckle was attached to that studio as well. Just to, we're going to get to that in a little bit here. But um, they called her Hot Toddy, the Ice Cream Blonde. She was just adorable. She's like one of the first blonde bombshells. Yes, yes. Um, And gorgeous and just, you know, just a delight on screen. Um, She also was a businesswoman and she had a cafe uh, in Pacific Palisades. And she had that cafe with her lover who happened to be married. His name was Roland West. Okay. He was the husband of another silent movie star named Jewel Carmen. So that's a little tricky. Uh, Thelma Todd and Wes, they met when he was, he directed her in another movie in 1931. So she also had her own husband named Pat DeSisio, I think. And she was married to him just for a couple of years. Um, He was kind of a shady character himself he was a movie producer but he also was um involved with the mob and he was an enforcer for the crime boss lucky luciano um and she reportedly had a tryst with him as well Mm -hmm. so this girl was having a lot of fun in her life she didn't care i was gonna like how did you just happen to come across this story like have you always just thought this like where did this where where did you come up with this story in terms of like you found because I, I will tell you, I first heard about her on a podcast called mm-hmm. You Must Remember This. It's a great listen. Holly, I think, originally turned me on to this where she goes back and kind of like deals with a lot of old Hollywood stories that I never knew about. And mm-hmm. so I'd heard about her mysterious death, I don't know, years ago years on ago. that. But like, what was the fascinating thing for you that drew you to this story? Um, it was fascinating to me. I actually heard about her on um, not a podcast, but there was... I used to get VHS tapes that were like compilations of like old Hollywood mysteries and, and things oh, like sure. that. And yeah. it, it's a long time ago. Well, yeah, this one's super mysterious, as I know you'll tell us. Yes. Yeah, so this had all of these um, mysterious deaths of Hollywood um, stars that were they were all women like the Black Dahlia and, and things like that. So she was a part of it. And I was just kind of like really shocked at how. Somebody actually came forward and admitted to being a part of her death in some way. Yeah. So I will tell you that story. 
So um, she was divorced from her husband at this time, who was a mob enforcer for Lucky Luciano. That wasn't, which I thought for sure when they started going down that road, I'm like, oh, surely it was a mob hit of some sort. But what happened is, is that in 1935, her, she went to a party and she was just known to park her car next to the cafe. There was a garage there and she would just, that's where she parked her car and her maid servant person would go get the car in the morning and then take her to the studios in in Studio City. So they found her um, on a Tuesday and she was um, in her car and she was, um, she had died by carbon monoxide poisoning So the night before, she had gone to a party, and her lover, she was living with him at the time, this Roland West character. So she went to a party, and she was there until like 4 Mm a.m., and he wasn't happy about it because he was a very jealous guy, and he didn't want her going out and about without him and being out so late and being alone because he just wanted her, you know, not for her safety, but just for his own pleasure. (laughs) So... He was very mad at her. She was dropped off by her driver, which who usually would walk her to her inside the apartment. But she just told him, like, no, you don't have to come in this time because she knew she was going to be having a fight with Roland West, who she lived with. So they had it out. Nobody really knows what happened during that time. But... um the story was that she just left in a tiff. She was mad at him and walked to her garage to get away from him. And just she wanted to he said, you can't sleep here. So she went to her garage next to the cafe and got in her car and she had turned the car on because she was kind of cold. So he went and followed her. And the thing is, is that this guy admitted to doing this. Roland West said, I the, the cops questioned him because they found out this story. And um, what he told them is that he followed after her and he knew she was in there and he locked the door, locked her in and then went home. But he didn't realize that she would be poisoned by the carbon monoxide. He locked her, locked her out basically thinking lo- she was going to leave. She didn't. And then she died. Yeah. Is she that what died. You're she lo- he locked her in the garage. Yeah. Okay. Which it's like, okay, she can't get out from the... Anyway, he locked her in the garage. Then they couldn't find her for a whole day, and he did not come forward. Mm. He went over to the garage and unlocked it. But he didn't tell anybody. So he basically covered up this murder. Mm. Then he um, ends up confessing to the police, well, this is what happened. I locked her in there, and then I unlocked it, and I didn't come forward. So the police go to Hal Roach's movie studio, and they said, what should we do about this? Which is unbelievable to me. Police nowadays don't go to the place of employment. They asked the movie theater or the movie movie studio studio. what to do? They asked Hal Roach, what should we do about this? Because one of your stars is, you know, he did this thing and now Thelma Todd is dead. What should we do? What do you think we should do? So Hal Roach. What do you think we should do? Yeah. So Hal Roach says, um... Well, I think you should just leave him alone because he's going to hire very high profile lawyers and they're going to get him out of this. And he's not going to serve any jail time if you prosecute him. So just don't bother with it. And they said, "Okay." so they ruled her death a suicide. Something else to note, though, that is mysterious is that um, 
is that when her body, the the coroner found that her she had a broken nose, mm-hmm. she had broken ribs. Oh God! And so it should be obvious that something bone. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So she yep. wasn't just told to go away and he locked her in a garage. There was an altercation. Did he, was she lifeless and he put her in the car? I mean, these are all things that should be investigated and brought up in a, a trial. Yeah. And this is like when again? 1935. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the only story that I remember from this is that she had, uh, that they found her in the garage. And again, mm-hmm. if you're just joining us, by the way, Don's got us uh, on, Don, Don's got us on the back lot. And um, talking about this old Hollywood murder, well, death mystery, whatever Mm -hmm. you want to call it, with Thelma Todd. And I remember something about her. They essentially argued that she pulled into the the garage and then didn't get out. And that's why. And then the, the door was locked or she never got out of the car. And then she just ended up dying of asphyxiation or what have you. Yeah. Um, That's all I had ever heard. So I didn't know any of this about, um, you know, about him locking the door. That's insane. Yeah. So here are some quotes from Hal Roach, who was the head of the studio in in the way that he told it. Uh, Roland West was very possessive, very controlling. He told Thelma she was to be back by 2 a.m. from this party. She said she'd come and go as she pleased. They had a little argument about it, and then Thelma left for the party. Apparently, when uh, Thelma Todd returned at almost 4 a.m., she declined her chauffeur's offer to walk her upstairs because she knew there would be a scene with West. Mm. When she found the door locked, she shouted at him, and they had another argument through the door. West told her he didn't want her going to so many parties. Thelma Todd, still a bit drunk, screamed that she'd go to any party she pleased. Uh, she was invited to one later that day at Mrs. Wallace Ford's house, and she said she'd just go to that party now. Well, Thelma, Thelma Todd then went to the garage with West hot on her tail. She hopped in the car and started the engine. West went to the garage door and locked it. He wasn't thinking about carbon monoxide, oh, about I'm sure teaching he just... her a lesson about who was boss. Yeah. But I don't understand how she didn't just, she must have been so drunk that she didn't realize she was going to be asphyxiated, right? Because why wouldn't she just open the door, the garage door? Yeah, um, exactly. But I don't think that's the way it happened. Yeah. Because he locked it. How You're Roach saying he said killed her he and locked then he locked it. it. He, yes, I think that he killed her and oh. she wasn't conscious when she got in the car. Okay. Okay. He so, put her in there? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. But no one's going to investigate it because, hey. We don't we don't want to have him bother with it. Yeah. Don't have him bother with it, the police said. That's so fascinating. Can we read more? Where do we find oh, more on the well, story? Where did you find all your info? I found this on cinemascholars.com, who okay. they have a lot of old Hollywood stories. Um, so, you know, a lot of mysterious things that happened. You know, they have current stories. They have... Uh, all kinds of things. Movies I'm telling you, past. you know, anybody that thinks drama and scandal and Hollywood gossip was invented in our lifetime, mm. fat chance! No. It goes all the way back to the beginning. It does. The silent age of film, even though this was like in the 30s. But However, thank goodness we have progressed to where um, the police wouldn't just be going to the movie studio and asking the head of... You know, Fox. Well, I could give you some situations where the police maybe haven't done all the investigating they should. Oh, in... oh, that's right. I guess I shouldn't so, assume that everything's on the up and up. So I'm just going to leave that over here. Hey, when we come back, thank you, Don, for another yeah. trip down the back lot. 
And uh, maybe put up a, uh, can we put a link in the show page yep. where people can read more from that Cinemascope article? Mm-hmm. Cinemascope? Cinemascholars.com. Cinema and when we come back, we've got a special surprise for you, dear listeners. And Dawn is going to tell us what Robert Pattinson wore during Fashion Week. And we're going to tell you about something even more exciting about Valentine's when we return right here on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Uh, the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Hope you had a good weekend. Um, the Paris Fashion Show has been going on this week, and Robert Pattinson showed up with the bold choice. But first, let's give away something, Bradley. What are we giving away? Uh, we are going to give away tickets to the Guthrie Theater. Uh, it is a pair of tickets to Blues for an Alabama Sky at the Guthrie on opening night Friday, February 3rd at 7.30. And uh, we're going to give away those tickets right now. Caller number 7 651 Tickets! Um, yes, yeah, so Mike will be answering that call, so try right now. Fabulous. Okay, Robert Pattinson was wearing a skirt. He was, yeah. That was his bold choice. Um, so he's at Paris Fashion Week. I feel he like... showed up in a blue skirt, and I was like, oh, is it a kilt? No, it's just a blue skirt. No, it's just a skirt. I mean... It's great. I don't know. Look, Fashion Week is one of those things, like, you'll never see me at Fashion Week. Not because I don't necessarily want to go, nobody's going to have me. Um, but I understand <laughs> in spaces like that, you know, you want to make a statement. This is a statement outfit. It's not necessarily my, I'm going to walk the dog around a neighborhood outfit. Yeah, definitely. You're at the Dior show yeah. in Paris Fashion Week. So did he say anything about wearing a I mean, was there a reason? Is there a purpose? What's going on? I've got lots of questions. Well, <laughs> not really. So. He said it's crazy and it's very, very easy. Oh, we're talking about, he's talking about um, there his, his, um, he didn't say anything about it. No, he just posed on the red carpet um, and uh, in front of the Dior sign. And he used to have a close, a two year relationship with them. Sure. So he was. Is this like a Dior skirt? It's probably a Dior skirt, I'm guessing. There's also like some type of a fur coat thing going on. And then a tie, a shirt and a tie with it. Okay. Um, I mean, hey, look, it's 2023. If it's weird that a man is wearing a skirt, I've got news for you. Yeah. The world is a different place. And I love that he's doing this just because I would like all kinds of men to wear skirts. Oh, like what kinds? Well, just regular guys um, going to the office. I Is there a reason you want... I want them to know the freedom that they're missing. The freedom. Oh, tell me about the freedom of a skirt. Okay, the freedom. Like, you don't have to worry about um, everything getting bunched up, you Uh know. Any sweating action that goes on is Uh kind of eliminated. It's like you have built-in air conditioning. Yeah, it's just like the breeze, you know, the freedom. You can stretch your legs out. I would feel uncomfortable. I mean, I've worn a skirt before. It's a a long story. Um, (laughs) But, like, not as a man. If that makes any yes, sense. I've yes. worn a skirt for drag before, but never just in my day-to-day life. So I don't know how it, you know, I don't know how it would feel. Mm. It feels like it would be a little um, too free. Oh, too free? Yeah, like I don't know if I'm comfortable with having that much air down there. <laughs> right? Okay. Like I like everything stowed away. Mm-hmm. Well, you can do contained. that with boxer briefs, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's they're like little shorts. Also, in this weather? No, no. no. Okay. I'm not wearing it. I shan't be wearing a skirt in this weather. But what about, do you think it's ever going to cross over? In, it's not like the this is the first time a well, dude I think in Hollywood you, has worn a skirt. Oh, God, men wear caftans now. They, you know, like uh, different cultures. Men, you know, wear long, you yes, know, flowy robes, robes and yeah. things. So, and other garments that, you know, that are open like that. I imagine that taste will change and... Sure, why not? I mean, I don't care. To me, it just doesn't seem like seem like it would be warm enough for this climate. Oh well, in the summertime, it gets hot here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just in the summer that would be a summer garment. Yeah, if it ever gets, do you think it'll ever cross over into real? No, not here. Business attire in life, no. not in Minnesota. No, I mean, eventually, sure, anything's possible. I hope there are aliens too. <laughs> um, I hope there aren't ghosts for real, but, um, but men, sure. I just, I, like, if you had me put money on it right now, I just don't see a lot of men traipsing around Minnesota in a skirt. I think that because he's done it now that other celebrities are going to do it. Yeah. Like, well, you know, he's not the first. Remember Brad Pitt just did this. Where did he do it? He was on a red carpet wearing a skirt. It's guys that are super attractive that can get away with anything. You have to be like, I think, a certain type of celebrity. Like, there are certain celebrities who probably, like, you're not going to see Chris Pratt show up in a skirt. I'm well, sorry. Jesus might tell him not to do it. That's, That's true. Why. Well, I, and I don't even know if it's that, but like, I just think there are different kinds of men. Like, Channing Tatum totally would wear a skirt. Right. Um, uh, Jason Momoa, I'm pretty sure he, he would has. wear a skirt. He's yeah. done it before. Yeah. Like, I, I think some men are just more comfortable. Like putting on different items of clothing that may be non traditional. It's like I'm so masculine that I'll wear a skirt. Yeah. Or they're just comfortable in their skin. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I'm all for this. Let's let loose, man. Wear a skirt. Let loose, but don't like not wear anything underneath because the wind, because you might have to, you know, I'm just saying you want to make sure everything's covered down there. (laughs) Yeah. You're not for keep everything stowed away. You're not for doing the free. Look, the free. No. Also, that just seems really, I don't know. No. <laughs> it's just not for me. Not for You're me. You're not going to be in a skirt anytime soon. Okay. Not unless, you know, the price is right. Oh, boy. My Ooh. OnlyFans account. My, my Denise Richards OnlyFans account. I'll put on a skirt if you want. Speaking of OnlyFans, we talked about this last hour because Tori Spelling spent $400 on Denise Richards OnlyFans to get a... Just listen to the first hour. Um, you'll hear that story. Um, but you can do anything on OnlyFans. You don't have to be lewd or nude. Oh, yeah, for You can sure. just be like, this is where I do all of my cover songs. Yeah, and there's like people who do all sorts of, yeah, whether it's music or extemporaneous uh, seal barking. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there's something, if you're I'm like a sure. foot person. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money to be I missed out. I would just say I wish that I was a 20-something in this economy. Uh, because there's so many options for a side hustle That's that I didn't right. have when I was in my 20s. I let a lot of my talents go to waste in I my mean, 20s. Yeah, for sure. And say. I was scraping by with just a few, you know, it's just like, oh, how am I going to pay the utility bill? Yeah. I guess I'll go buy this on my credit card, this DVD box set, and then return it and they'll <laughs> give me cash. And that's how I'm yeah. keeping my lights on. Or I'll take all of my, you know, books and VHS tapes to half price books and get $20 so I can party that weekend. Oh! I mean, I've done that. Oh, so. gosh. But yes. yeah, like it would be much easier to just be like, here's my feet. <laughs> right. No yeah, shame there in that was game. a market for that. Is there, so 
Would you do that? Would you put your feet up on OnlyFans? Yeah, of course. I would do that now. Anybody want to see my feet? I mean, there are people out there who definitely want to. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't, like feet, are, it's not like a thing for me, but I marvel at the amounts of money that people will pay for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And again, no shame. Like if that's, if that's your thing, it's an honest, it's an honest day's work. There was someone when I was doing online dating, just like mm-hmm. regular online dating, no weird fetish site or anything yeah. like that. Somebody, a guy was like, hey, can I, will you send me some pictures of your feet? And I'm like, um, well, no, but why do you like it? it. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I'm like, I'm just curious. I'm not going to just delete your message. Like, I seriously just want to know what it is. And he didn't really have an answer. I know that feet in the brain is right next to genitals. Oh, interesting. So it's just their wires. Feet are next to genitals. What What, does that mean? Inside your brain, the the neurons that go to sexual pleasure and genitals are right next to feet. Weird. And so the wires just get crossed. They can't help it. Oh, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, I don't think you need to, like, you know, some people, some people like legs, some people like behinds, some people like breasts, some people like (laughs) ears, noses. I don't know. Hey, I'll do, you want to see my nose up close? Let me know. (laughs) I'll get all all up in there for you. $9.99. I will not. Should we do my talk fans? (laughs) Yeah. You can give us, we shouldn't give them that idea because they'll take the money. We'll just do it on our own. Oh, that's true. Don't tell anyone. What would you do if it was uh, feet? What? Do you have a side hustle you would sign up for? I don't know. Not to put you on the spot. I would say eyelashes. Oh, come on. What? I know. I'm just trying to think of the least sexy thing. Because I, I don't want to say armpits or anything. Why? Because that's kind of like... Some I don't people like, like to put on. I don't like to put on deodorant in front of men. <laughs> what is that even... Why? I know. It's well, an first of all, like, when I, would you I find yourself put, doing that? Well, if you have a boyfriend, you know, I just wouldn't oh. put deodorant on in front of... Because you don't want him to think that you do things that are, like, human? human? I don't know. It was just, like, an embarrassing, like... Do you, like, hey, not go to the bathroom? Oh, no. Near no. a person? Let's keep the mystery alive, okay? You don't fart? Well, that just happens when I'm coughing or laughing sometimes, and I can't <laughs> help it. Yeah, I have but, no shame. Let's talk about Valentine's. Yes. Speaking of farting with the doors open. Okay. (laughs) What's going on Valentine's? Okay. So we are last year, if you remember, we got 4,000 Valentine's for seniors. Right. Yeah. It all started off with send a Valentine to Liz and maybe somebody else. Oh, and we ended up getting thousands. Yeah. 4,000. So we're going to do that again with your help. You can, gosh, organize your office to get together and send Valentine's to us. You can find all this information on our website and then friends and company will get them to delivered all over the Twin Cities to seniors who are lonely this time of year. So literally we're partnering with friends and company or friends and co and, and uh, they're going to help us collect those Valentines, as you said, and spread them to seniors all across Twin Cities. That's amazing. It is. So it's keyword Valentines on our website. It's easy to find that way. Fabulous. Dawn. Thank you. Friends and co friends and co let's go more details on our website. My talk one oh seven one.com keyword of Valentine's not Valentine's when we return Dawn from Valentine's to the weather. We're going to open the wine line six five one six four one one oh seven one. What do you hate about the weather? Let us know. <laughs>